7 on Radio Fairfax. We are Radio Fairfax. Fairfax County's cable and internet radio station. We going in, huh? All right, yeah, yeah, coming with that heat. Yeah, you know I came to get it lit. Shout out to my favorite radio station, consider this. If you missing this, you missing out and you ridiculous. Turn your system up, I need to feel it, cause I'm feeling this. Misunderstood, that's the host. Plenty interviews, hot topics, you know how it goes. If you miss it, check that podcast, they gon' get it poppin'. I'm talking special guests and plenty good gossip. So get considered this up in your life and get it right. Man, I play it all the time on the freeway when I ride. Nah, you cannot deny it's the best you're gonna find. They get you up in the zone, get that stress up off your mind. Uh, come and join the conversation. I know that you're gonna like it. It'll get you so excited. You know everyone's invited. If you wanna be a star, listen to the best. Get considered this. Don't settle for nothing less. Hey, consider this radio hosted by Misunderstood. Let's go. Hello, hello. This is Africa been singing, and I tuned in to consider this, consider that. <laughs> Columbine, Virginia Tech, Tucson, Aurora, Fort Hood, Oak Creek, Newtown, 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 Newtown. How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? How many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. As a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As a husband. As a wife. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loved someone on that list. No more lists. No more. Who they might have been. No more. If we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now. Right now. You! Demand it! Enough. 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 Happy Sunday, good people. I am your girl, Misunderstood. You are officially tuned in to Consider This Radio only on Radio Fairfax VA. I hope you guys are having a good Sunday. I hope you didn't get snowed in too bad. I know further out, 
The snow was ridiculous, all right? It even snowed in Texas, okay, after like 10 or something random. <laughs> However many years it was, but the snow was crazy this weekend. So I hope all of you guys are safe. I hope you are being good. And I hope you did not do what I do. So I have to share something really super random with you guys, but you know how I am. So I ended up doing a natural remedy like over the weekend I'm on my face and I burned it. Ladies, do not use baking soda. And we all need to stop watching YouTube, okay? Because they are lying to us <laughs> i gotta go to the health food store today get me some um aloe vera okay and rub it all on my face and hope that i'm not flaky tomorrow please stick away from the baking soda all right on a, on another note <laughs> we have the beautiful the multi-talented serena wills in the building you guys you don't want to go anywhere make sure you are following her on all social networks um on my page i have the right twitter because I don't want to tell It's not Serena Wells. However, you can log on to the website, serenawells.com. It's just that simple. And yes, Serena, like the tennis star. Okay? So make sure you do that now. Don't you go anywhere. She is available for conversation, questions. And you're going to be a little surprised about her background if you're not familiar with her. But right now, we got my boo, Julia Michaels. Okay? The song is called Uh-huh, Only On, Consider This Radio. And we shall return. Kissing, it's pathetic how we both get kind of fucked up, hanging on each other. We're ahead now. Should we slow down? Should we slow down? Cause I'm getting some kind of shake without you. I think you're moving in too close, but I think that it's my body wanting it the most. Like, oh.
Hey, this is Charlie Pastoria, Body Attack. You're tuned in to Consider This. Let's be real. Suicide is responsible for nearly 12,000 college-age deaths every year. That is 33 deaths every day. Got your attention? Suicide is real and there is help. Make an appointment with UVU Student Health Services by calling 801-863-8876. You are loved, you have a purpose, and your life is worth living. All right, guys, we are back. Serena was dropping some jewels in regards to my face, so I'm a I'm a listen to her and um just leave it alone. Just I'm, I'm just leave it alone, but leave it alone. Um, we are back though, you guys. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I am your girl, Misunderstood. And by one o'clock, you guys will officially be considered. But right now, we have to welcome the New Yorker herself, Miss <laughs> Serena Wills. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank good. you for I'm gonna move this up just me a out. little bit. It's all good. Okay. Yes, native New Yorker. Yes, native New Yorker, <laughs> yes. author. She has a BA in social, um, what is it, social pol- policy, policy studies, and an MPA in health and wellness. No, actually, the MPA is in public administration. Public administration. And I'm going for my MA in health and wellness coaching right now, and I graduate in May. Good God. <laughs> Good God. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, one of my first questions is, one, I want you to be able to introduce yourself. Okay. If you were walking into a room, what what would you say to people? Well, I tell people the joke is now, you know, oh, Serena Will's like the tennis player. And I'm like, yes, but I am the elder. I was here first. So, <laughs> you know, my name is Serena Wills. I am a nonprofit guru. I am a health and wellness coach and a published author. I am a mother and a Christian. So okay. I started off like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So how did you, are you in school down here in this area? How did you get away from New York? Because I know you went to college as well in um, uh, Syracuse, right? Yeah, I went to Syracuse University. Shout out to the uh, orange and blue. Go orange. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm from Queens, New York. Syracuse is five hours north okay. of us. And I was just blessed to get, you know, get there. And I got a job in 97. Oh, yeah, I'm telling my age. I got a job in 97, (laughs) 20 years ago. And my mom was so excited that she uh, rented the U-Haul for me. And I was on my way down here. It was supposed to just be a summer opportunity. And then it just turned into something full-time. And I just love the D.C. area. Yeah, this Um, area is dope. Like, we're we're even better now. Um, Some people don't. I don't necessarily.
necessarily consider it gentrification. For me, it's more or less classism. Because if you yeah. have the money, they don't care. You can move wherever care. you want. But um, I think now with how they're changing up the city, I just think that it's amazing. And I think it's just so it's just so dope. I think the yeah. affordable housing could be a lot better. But, um. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> nine, yeah. 97, when I first moved here, my rent in Alexandria, one bedroom, amenities, pool, fitness center, my rent was five eighty five a month. Yeah, and it was a good neighborhood. I was in a, in the suburbs. And right now, that same apartment, easily maybe fifteen hundred. Yeah, easily. my my rent is going up to thirteen fifty yeah. in February. So yeah. I will be purchasing. I yeah. plan to be it's, out of there by time. April. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> I just so about to say yes, but I say, oh no, honey. So they're gonna get two months of that thirteen fifty, and then yeah. after that, I am out. And people think I it's can't. expensive here. I moved here because it, it's cheaper than New York City. Oh yeah, yeah. So and then your y'all places are smaller. It's a lot smaller, yeah. and parking is just just a negative. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely um <laughs> interesting. Now, how did you go from policy studies? Yeah. I guess we can go next, right, to <laughs> public administration. How how did you go from the two? Well, the two are actually kind of married okay. with each other. Um, like I said, I'm a nonprofit guru. I've been doing nonprofit work for 20 years. Before I jumped into government contracting, it's a whole different story, whole session. But um, I felt like I couldn't, I didn't learn all that I could in Syracuse because I didn't get to my major okay. until junior year. Okay. And I fell in love with it. Uh, my concentration is health, education, and human services. Okay. So I wanted to continue learning. And at that time, in order to, like, climb up the corporate ladder or whatever you want to call it now, you, you know, I wanted to get a master's just so to kind of level the playing field, per se. So I actually continued what I started in Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Um, and I got my public, you know, my master's in public administration. And my concentration was government um, relations and nonprofit. Okay. So they, they went together. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Mine, I'm public health, just undergrad. Oh, nice. Just, okay. Just undergrad. <laughs> I don't want to write a policy. <laughs> I don't want to do nothing extra. I just don't. Um, but, yeah, I think public health is dope. It's definitely a wide range in regards to employment. Yeah. But you definitely need that master's to you make do. real money. Yeah. Because um, with the undergrad, it's, undergrads now are just like a high school diploma. It's, it really is. It's not the even. The amount of money you're putting into an undergrad, you're so broke by the time you yes. come out. Because of the student loan debt, which yeah. is really, you know, Ridiculous. it's more now than it was back then. Yeah. And you're, you're just trying to think of how can I afford to go get a master's. You could get a loan. That's not a problem. Right. It's what happens after you graduate. Right. Yeah, I got to call Fed Loan Monday. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I called them every six months be like, I don't got it. Yeah. Look, I don't know what y'all going to do. I'm so glad I don't have <laughs> Sally Mae or Fannie Mae or any other mother Mays because yeah. them heifers are serious, yes. okay? No. Are, Mine is yeah. federal government. As long as you let them know you don't have the money, yeah. they don't care. They don't you just care. need to call them every six months. I can try to tell y'all. <laughs> but if you got Sally and Fannie, honey, my, my heart goes out to yeah. you because... Them two women don't care if you don't have the money or not. They want their bread, okay? You can be in a car as long as you pay that loan back every but all time. They don't care. That's just it. Yeah. So definitely, public health definitely marries into the health and wellness. But what was yeah. your journey into wanting the MA and that? Yeah, now that's a whole different story. Yeah. Because so, they are totally different. Um, so my, my current book that's out, Crying Tears of Teal, is about ovarian cancer awareness. And I lost my mom almost eight years ago. Mm, sorry to um, hear that. Thank you. I appreciate it. To this horrid cancer, all cancer is horrible. 
Um, but ovarian cancer doesn't get a lot of. They don't. You don't really hear a lot about. It. You hear a lot about breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a lot about um, colon cancer, but not enough about the GYN cancers. So. My journey, I didn't know my journey was starting with her. Um, I was her caregiver. Um, I went from a daughter to a health proxy within a matter of days. Mm. Um, She didn't know she had cancer. She thought she was dealing with menopause. So Mm. when she got to the ER and they did the proper sonograms, they found the tumors and she was already stage four and she died six months later. Mm. Um, It was a very short-lived battle. And from there, I started learning more about health and wellness and just hearing her stories because she was that mom who took care of everybody else but not herself and she said as a mom as a dad as a caregiver provider you have to take care of yourself so you can stick around to take care of your loved ones but we just knew that antibiotics was just not the everything that could have saved her um and it didn't save her Mm -hmm. and you know healthy eating um just exercising, even if it's just a walk around the block each day. Um, you know, she loved to eat her Chinese food and her New York style pizza, you know, mm-hmm. but it caught up to her and she didn't go to the doctor at all. And then later on in life, after she passed, I dealt with my own health battle and I um, dealt with Lyme disease, which is not talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's really a controversial disease because some people don't think it exists, and I am a testimony that it does exist. And from there, I learned about integrative health practices, um, how to you know, get the right vitamins and minerals and nutrients in your body, um, even just not just physically and on a cellular level, but just how to take care of yourself mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally and spiritually. So. From there, I wanted to learn so much more about integrative health and nutrition. And I found this program, and the funny part is I found this program through Maryland University of Integrative Health because my nutritionist and herbalist who was helping me heal from Lyme disease was actually um, there. She was located there. And I fell in love with the school, and I looked into programs, and I really loved the coaching aspect because that's what a lot of people need they don't want people telling them what to do no because a lot of them have the answers already inside them they just need help pulling those answers out out and guidance and coaching so So that's what it was really a personal personal battles which led me to this i don't know why i you know god does things for a reason Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know why i got bit by that tick september 2012 and why my mom got sick and passed away but now i'm able to give back and help other people out. Yeah. And I think that that's important. Not always. They have a, a little place in College Park. I got to get the name from my sister too. But they do offer um, certifications yes. in mm-hmm. regards to um, herbalists or um, it's something else that they call Because I think a herbalist, you have to have more than a certification, right? Yeah, there's actually master's programs now. So something else that they call it. But it, it allows you to practice the yeah. remedies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I got to ask my sister what's the name of it, but that's in College Park. But yeah. I think it's completely dope. Like, I'm always Thank intrigued you. by, yeah. hence the burnt of, on my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my nana and my Creo on my father's side. So, yeah. I mean, ever since we were small, it was either put onions in your sock yeah. or yes. eat, a drink, eat a tablespoon of olive. And I think I drive my daughter crazy now and anybody I come in contact with because I'm always trying to give them remedies um, in regards to helping you feel better because I definitely believe in that. Um, 
you you know, it's a little more than just popping a Tylenol pill that you have to do. But I definitely believe that in the early stages of anything, you can heal yourself. Yeah, you can. Because, like, if I'm at work, my allergies, you can probably still hear how nasal I am. But whenever my throat is irritated, I just take me some black seed oil. And, girl, (laughs) the next day, my throat is okay. I'm still nasal. Still haven't found anything from my sinuses yet. But (laughs) at the very least, you know, it helps. Yeah. So we want to talk about um, more of your health education. We got to get into both books Good stuff, yes. um, because it's I want to so... talk about the new book, which is okay. Crying Tears of Teal. Yeah. I want to know what teal is and we'll okay. find that out. Yeah, we'll and then I also okay. wanted to talk to you about my um, one of my favorite poems out of my book. <laughs> She's going to kill me, y'all. Let me tell you a brief story. So Serena and I met at the book festival. I know, in October. Oh, yeah, over at the Rocket Ship um, Public Charter School. I am officially in love with that school. <laughs> And, you know, we were talking, and she was like, well, you know, you should journal, too. So I told her I was going to do that. And in the thought of keeping it real, in my book, I haven't journaled yet, okay? okay but I have to right. keep it, you know, I got to keep it real. Right. But the reconstruction, I'm still in that phase. But it's a book of poetry about just doing over. And I got to talk about my poem about the man, honey, Dear Love. <laughs> In just a matter of minutes. So you guys have more than enough time to follow and more. Give everybody your social media information. Yes, I'm more. Got me cracking up. <laughs> My website is serenawills.com. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com backslash serenawills. My Twitter is different. It's Divine Right. And okay. that's W-R-Y-T-E. So Divine Right on Twitter. All right, guys, and when we come back, we're going to jump into some hot topics really quickly, one of which I know is probably going to be near and dear to Serena's heart, this literacy rate. We got to talk about the literacy rate. We're also going to talk about all of these men that's just out here feeling on women. I don't know what is going on with these people, y'all. I'm I'm confused. But we have all of that and more when we come back. Don't you go anywhere. And then we're getting into these books, honey, because wait till y'all understand what dear love is about okay um we'll be right back right after this make sure you go tell a friend to tell a friend and you can always call up here the number is 703-560-8255 we'll be right back oh she said dear love she hey dig 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 can't even pass on her. She walk around with all her debts on her. Dick, 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 dick. I can't even pass on her. She walk around with all her debts on her. Shout the bed as hell, and she all about the lettuce. Green waistline smile. I'm like, what you ate for breakfast? Said she from Miami, but she moving back to Texas. No, she wanting. Cause she staring at my necklace Wanna hit the club Cause she wanna show her clothes oh. Bought some new deals Cause she wanna show her toes okay. Dress fit right And it's better when she pose Customary thing You can't find it in the store Beat, beat, beat That's a bad ballin'. ballin' Only f***ing with you If you know what's ballin'. ballin' Ain't a gold digger Cause she got her own Ain't a gold digger Cause she got her own Yeah, money in the bank Need no cheat, cheat. Face on beat, beat. Hair on fleet. Ain't talking no spinning. Hell no, that's weak. Uh, want a hood that could give her that meat. Dick, 
Thick, thick, thick. I can't even pass on her. She walkin' around with all her dance on her. Thick, thick, thick. Can't even pass on her. Yeah. She walking around with all her dance on her. Stick, stick, lick, lick. She thick, she thick. Then switch. <laughs> Good girl with a bad attitude. Uh, take her everywhere. Longitude, latitude. Gratitude, she from the peace state. Yeah, off of peace sake. Pound on that couple round, make me sleep late. Wait, wait. Take her back like a rebate. She untrained. My appetizer straight from cheese. Go. He fake. He fake. All up. All up. Talk to your wall. Then she call up. That's that take me to the mall. Stretch the mall up. Then I beat it till she ball up. All she want is a bottle. She know I'm about to bottle. Tonight she gon' have to. In the morning she gon' have to. Yeah, I can't even lie to you. She told me, Titty, ain't this fine to you? Yeah. Thick, 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 thick. I can't even pass on her. She walking around with all her dance on her. Thick, 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 thick. I can't even pass on her. She walking around with all her dance on her. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Williams. You're listening to Consider This. Listening to the music that you want to hear, not the music that you got. Can I get an amen? Yay! Yay! Childish Gambino, no. No, you probably heard of me. Misunderstood on Consider This Radio. All right, guys, we are back. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio. I am your girl, Misunderstood. And hopefully you guys will be considered in a moment. But since we have an author in the building... Okay, I wanted to talk to her in regards to the literacy rate amongst African-Americans. Um, according to a research in 2016, 16% of eighth graders were proficient in math. 19% of them scored above the rate in math and the remainder was below average. They also say amongst the graduates for African-Americans, 84% of them are actually only on grade level. How do you feel about literacy right now? Do you, like, what are your thoughts on literacy and these numbers? They're alarming. It's very, 
it's very alarming. I just think back to when I was a child and I had to always have a book in my hands or there were always books around me. I had access um, to books. And I think that's part of it. There's, it's an access issue, but also back then we didn't have social media. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have distractions. Uh, we had parents that really cared about us, grandparents. You know, the grandparents were actually grandparent age. <laughs> now you have grandparents in their early 40s, mm -hmm. you know, and they're still trying to live their life for a long time. Sometimes 30. I hope I can make it. <laughs> yeah, please make it. Please make it. It's, it. it's really, there's a lot going on. And some of our children straight up are not encouraged. Mm hmm um, to read. Uh, you, go, you go to these schools and some of the schools don't even have the tools for these children. I've gone to some schools in Southeast D.C. Example, a music classroom. And I'm like, well, where are the instruments? Mm -hmm. Where are the music sheets? How can these, and you know, the desk and the chairs were all mixed matched. And the music teacher was barely working with any tools to teach these kids music, let alone the literacy, you know, teachers and the language arts teachers. And some of these schools don't have reading specialists. And that's in the article, too. It says that according, at one point, um, and this is the average, guys, mm -hmm. that the schools used to spend, in this is just for preschool, yeah. an average of $15,000 per student. Yes. Now they say that they only are spending $4,125 per student. So now that's like a $9,000, $10,000 yeah. difference. Yeah. So you make a... Yeah. You make a valid point in regards to the instruments, yeah. too. Yeah, and then the teachers are now taught to teach to the test. Mm -hmm. It's all about testing. And sometimes language arts does not fit in that category. And if they don't pass these kids, then they lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stress coming from educators. Um, you have children, and you have children who want to read, um, and they really just have the kids who are just drawn to the library, what have you. But some of it is they just don't have the tools. Some of them don't have the willpower. Some of them are coming from households where the, the parents or the guardians are illiterate mm -hmm. and can't even help the children. Some of the children are helping read for the parents or translate because a lot of these households have are bilingual or, or trilingual and it's not a first language in the household. Now, as an author, do you have any um, solutions or, or do you think that there are solutions because a lot of the times I don't necessarily always do my nonprofit work with children. Yeah. Cause I find it to be like, you can teach a child something, but if they're going back to the same house, yeah. it's not going to really be as effective. So like I will donate and do things like that. But for me to do a child event, I normally just don't do them. Yeah. But do you have any solutions um, as an author that could possibly work right now? In an age where everything is so microwave. And everything's digital, everything. And even books are digital. You know, mm -hmm. you go online and get books. The one thing I learned in the nonprofit field, and I work for a couple of organizations, very powerhouse organizations, Reading is Fundamental is one of them. Everybody hears that slogan, Reading is Fundamental. They are an actual national organization in their house in Washington, D.C., and other nonprofits like them is that we have to not only work with the children, we have to work with the family mm -hmm. as well. It's a whole family dynamic that has to change. So you, like you said, you could put those books in the kids' hands, but they're going back to a household where the mother or dad might be illiterate or the grandmother, you know, stopped going to school in fourth grade to raise her family or what have you. 
So it's really helping the families out and seeing where they need assistance. Do they need help reading? Do, mm-hmm. do they want to go back to school? Do they want to come to literacy night and we have a special um, teacher in the room or you know literacy advocate that can help these parents learn how to read? Especially now that everything is digital. You go on websites and what have you. But it's not. it has to not just stop with the child. We have to do go in there and work with the whole family mm-hmm. as well and just let them know that reading is important you want these kids to graduate high school and be above reading level you want them to learn how to read these loan documents before they start signing off student loan papers or contracts when they graduate and they don't even know what they're signing you know mm-hmm. so it really has to be not just for, for the child but the whole the whole family yeah i think that that i like that idea because I agree. Um, and I just think, like you said, it's just really, really different now. Yeah. Um, it was a different time. Like, um, I think the teachers were more experienced as well, which plays a big factor in it. I don't necessarily like the young teachers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the 25-year-old teachers. <laughs> and I think it's, it's okay in regards to being able to be relatable. Yeah. But I don't think that it's good when it comes to the point of experience because a lot of them just want to be the child's friend and not necessarily educating them. And then they don't have that experience on um, class control, which Mm -hmm. is another issue. I mean, in D.C., as you know, a lot of the schools are oversaturated far and um, first most, okay? And then not only with the oversaturating, I mean, you have different things now, which I think plays a lot with the food in regards to this ADD and um, the children not being able to sit still. Because, I mean, when you think about the disability rate, they have skyrocketed amongst children. Mm -hmm. And that is just that just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, if you have 25, four year olds in the class, somebody's not going to learn. Not with not with one teacher, because you got to sit them down and. This is their first time going to school. And I was a teacher assistant before at Excel. And that's why they needed teacher assistants. Because the one teacher couldn't do it by herself. Even then you need a third person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So when we were there twice a week, it was two of us. So it was three at that time. But just think about the other three days of the week. Because it was challenging with three teachers in the class. So I think that that just plays a lot into it. But I am optimistic about it. Mm -hmm. I believe somebody um, like yourself has the solutions. And hopefully, at some point, the parents advocate for their children as well in regards to how they are learning and and what they feel. Because I think that plays a bigger part. But I'm hoping that we'll get it together. Because, um, unfortunately, the children are the ones that are being hurt by this. And at some point, somebody's going to have to take care of us when we get older. Yeah. And, um... I definitely will prefer a child that knows how to read than not, okay? my contract. Yes, especially if I'm in somebody's nursing home. I don't want her in putting something in me that she don't know. Trying off my Yeah, people, yes. yeah, because a lot of people get away for a very long time not yes. being able to read. Yes. So, I mean, we have, we have you may work with somebody that can't read, yes. you know, just on an eighth grade at the very yes. minimum. Yeah. So you have to be really careful about that. But I do enjoy that D.C. does have a lot of literacy classes that are free at the libraries. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just the point of accessing them and making that sacrifice because you may have to miss something to take the class. Um, but I just think that that's good. And, and hopefully we come around to that. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, but we got to talk about um, my poem when we come back. <laughs> as well as Crying Tears of Teal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't you guys go anywhere. We're talking about her two books as well as the most recent book, which is Crying Tears of Teal. And I only skimmed through this one. So we're going to talk about pain because that's definitely self-reflective. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when we come back, though, we're going to start it off with Dear Love. Okay. Because okay. everybody has that story. We'll be right back right after this. This is one of my favorite ladies of America, Miss Lettucey. And the, and the song is called Add to Me. And somebody's going to be adding to me very, very soon, y'all. I, I feel it. It's coming. He's coming. He might he be could. walking through the door. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I will be right back. <laughs> Now you got my attention It's crazy you're making me comfortable Right now you're beating out the competition But I'm the type that need a little more Clothes, rings, all of them mean nothing to me I need more what you're offering me Yeah, all of that can go It's you I want It's deeper than material things I need some relation Good conversation Give me stimulation What's your motivation? How you gonna add to me? Yeah, uh How you gonna campuses, at bars, at parties, even in high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters, our wives and our friends. It's called sexual assault 
and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent, or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening, I was taught you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you. Because one is too many. Hey, this is Rona, and you're tuned in to Misunderstood on Consider This. We are back. I am your girl, Misunderstood. And the moment I've been waiting for, okay, I don't know what y'all been waiting for, but this is definitely my moment. Okay. <laughs> y'all know this is a personal moment. This is a personal, um, personal. <clears throat> Now, this is not the most recent book. Yeah. And by now, you should have logged on to serenawills.com to learn more about her, to learn about the books, to learn about her um, philanthropy. Because I can never say the word right um, within the community <laughs> and um, all of the other great things that she does. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the reconstruction book because it's not the, the one we about to talk about. But I got to bring it up. OK, we, we got to bring yes, it up. Please. Now, reconstruction, a book of poetry, pieces of life, volume one. First of all. She signed my book, not to mention that. I forgot to leave that out. But the artwork, too, is just dope. And it relates to the poetry. And then after each poem, you're supposed to journal, which she has the spaces in the book for that, that I did not do, y'all. But I'm going to screenshot it when I get a a regimen, and I'm going to put it on Facebook and just tag her in it to show that I'm doing my work. (laughs) One poem that stood out to me the most. I'm looking at it now. Dear love, y'all. Dear love. Um, not the Tina Marie song. This is this is her journey. Okay, of uh, to her dear love. Now we're not gonna read all of it because I need y'all to go buy the book um immediately. But I'm like, you know, I'm gonna let her do just. Let's let's go down. Um, can you read to approachable? Approachable. Okay. So, dear love to, and then you could stop at, um, was something that. Okay, my first one. Then, okay. Okay. We'll go down to that. It'll be a cliffhanger. Okay. All right. Dear love, I thought I knew you. Once mm. adored your every move, mm. your style and grace. How is it that the thing I love could be so hurtful? The kind of love I thought I had was something that I envisioned to be untouchable. Mm, I wish I had the snapping fingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did y'all hear, dear love, I thought I knew you. How many times has that happened to somebody? 
all the time. All the time. Why do people do that? I wish I knew that's why I wrote the book. Yes! <laughs> it's such a misrepresentation. I thought, you know, we're talking, you know, I'm not going to blast him out. Just somebody who I thought I knew. You know, I knew, I knew him since 1995, and I really thought I knew him. And just flip the scripts mm. and how I heal I write mm-hmm. so I just write it out you know so I can start to heal myself <laughs> so I don't go crazy or I don't want anybody seeing me on the news for the right. wrong reasons so for the fire for okay. the fires <laughs> and, you know, so we're not gonna go there you know Jasmine <laughs> Sullivan you know bust the windows <laughs> out the car you know all of that so I write and yeah it was these poems come from the heart what I went through what other friends went through and I just penned it one more thing that I loved was wondering if one day I will find that love. That love will love me for who I am, my spirit, and everything. He will look past my flaws and love me for my inner beauty. Yes. Let very, me put this book down. Very I had to put the book down. Very but important. But do you, do you think in this time and age, like, can people still be married for 20 and 30 years? You know, it's... It's really, I look at, like, for example, I have family and I have cousins who've been married for, actually, uh, one set of cousins, they were married right out of high school, 18 years old, and they've been married almost 29 years before my cousin Heather passed away. Mm. So, and that was, of course, now we're talking 29 years ago. So now, you fast forward, I think it could happen, but... Again, you, you got websites now. You got what's it, match.com. Mm-hmm. All, all you see is the face. All you see is the profile. You don't know what that person's like on the inside. You don't know what their past is like, which is very important, and what they're dealing with. And the same with you. They don't know who you really are and what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I think it can happen. I, you know, I'm not, I'm always trying to encourage people and I'm trying to encourage myself and stay inspired. Hello? <laughs> encourage me it it can't happen but it's like you know it's not like years ago where folks met and they dated they got courted you know people don't even court each other anymore they meet once or twice over the internet and boom they're already in a relationship Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the times too people don't necessarily fight for love no more. No. Like, um, it's like, all right, you don't want to be here? Peace. Bye. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> and it's like, all right, see you later. And I think that that's the most alarming thing. It's like to find somebody that can actually fight for you and yes. um, be willing to stick around. And and love all of you. Yeah. You come with. <laughs> yeah. You're because it's definitely, yeah. yeah. It's definitely uh, not that often that people are doing that. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll find it and uh, go from there, maybe. Hopefully. Keep hope alive, girl. You know, (laughs) shoot. Crying um, Crying Tears of Teal. Yes. That is the newest book. And I know you said that a lot of it stemmed from the ovarian cancer, your experiences on that. So is someone teal or is that like your mom's favorite color? What's the teal part? You know, it's funny. The the color teal is actually the color for ovarian cancer awareness. Oh, okay. You know how pink is breast cancer Mm -hmm. and all the different cancers have a different color. Theirs is teal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's just a... a mock-up of that. Yeah. One of the poems in here that I didn't get to all the way read, but it, it caught my attention, which was the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a little bit of that? Yeah. Um, and again, this whole book is 
I journaled my mom's journey and I'm, it's from a caregiver's perspective. And I also have other poems in here from a survivor's uh, perspective because I did meet survivors along the way who are really rocking and rolling. They're no longer in pain. So mm -hmm. this whole chapter, they can relate to it because they've been there, but now they're out there parasailing and doing God knows what. But um, So this is pain. Um, I'll read a portion of it. You want me to read just down to a certain part? Um. Yeah. Okay. You can go down to the, stop at the before half subsided. Subsided. I'm sorry. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's all right, girl. All right. Healing relive, relieves me of pain, but makes room for more. Empty space begins to fill with easier breaths, less crying in hopes of nothing else. Happening to me when the pain of a loved one's death a broken relationship or a hate-filled job have subsided. The devil gives you more. Nights are occupied again with misty eyes, palpitating heart and no rest, still managing the loss of my sister. Two and a half years later, now my mother mm. is gone, like a wound that never healed quite right. Reopened, now it hurts even more than before. I never thought I'd be a motherless child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I literally lost my sister. One of my sisters passed away two and a half years prior to my mom. Mm. So we're still trying to heal from her death. And she was only 24. And then my mom left us. Yes. Yeah. And I find my mom's probably been passed now for, oh, my God, 25 wow. years. Wow. So sorry. But it still feel like yesterday. Yeah. I cannot, I don't know. I don't even think it's a point of necessarily getting over it. You never I don't, do. yeah. And I just think it's just always something missing. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it, just it's just always something missing. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, it's a void that will never never because nobody could fill your mother's shoes. Mm -mm. Nobody. <laughs> never. Never. So it's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. You're very us. welcome. Do you have any favorites out of the book? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I tell people like when I was editing my book, and this is the this is the book, Crying Tears of Teal. You cannot sit down and read this in one shot. You need it takes time mm -hmm. to read this book because it's really going to Especially if you experienced it. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. experienced it, you know, now if you're like my grandmother, God bless her heart, she's four she's ninety-three and she's read the book already three times. Oh wow. <laughs> but it took her time to read through it. But I'll go to because you know, some of the chapters are about my mom's journey, like I said, which were pretty painful. And then I have a chapter about survivors. Mm -hmm. Um so there's actually one of my favorite survivor poems. It's titled Survivor. Uh -huh. <laughs> and this is exactly how I felt after I met a group of survivors through the Life with Cancer Center, which is in Fairfax, Virginia. And they are the ovarian cancer, um, GYN cancer group and dynamic group of women who are living life 155%. So this is Survivor. I survived. Cancer is no longer alive in my blood, organs, and whole body. Now, I'm not going to lie. All the while I was sick with this wretched illness, I knew I would survive. Yeah, I was scared. At times, I dreamt of my deathbed. But when I awoke, I knew I was given another day. One more chance to get better as I lay in a hospital bed. 
I was even told hospice might be my only bet. I didn't believe those lies and instead I fought on and on and I survived. I survived. Chemo treatments, blood transfusions, surgeries, organs removed. Half my weight gone and hair is a total loss. Kept telling myself, this is temporary. I dare not go insane. All that I've lost, I will regain. So I fought. Even when the doctors thought I was going to die, one day at a time, I was revived. Rehab was my friend. I was once strapped to my bed in diapers and such. Step by step, I learned to walk again. Finally able to walk to the bathroom, a place I hadn't seen in months. Inch by inch, I fed myself more. Sun was shining the day when my doctor laid his hand on top of mine and said, your cancer is gone. Tears poured out of my eyes as I declared, hmm, I told you I would survive. Five years later, I'm still free. I have what you call maintenance and still must do some physical therapy. I believed, I prayed, I told myself affirmations and surrounded myself with those who had faith. I told everyone then, and I will tell you the same. Mark, mark my words, everyone. I will survive. Wow. We will be right back, guys. We're going to close out, get some lasting words from Serena. Um, and, you know, when we come back, I want to know three. How would she sum up her journey? <laughs> if we can get that done in three words. Three words. You think we could do it? I could do it. You think so? Yeah. All right, so that's what we're going to do, guys, when we come back. Make sure you should have logged on to the website by now. And we'll be closing out when we come back right after this. And um, I got a, a small surprise for Serena. She's going to see it online in a second. <laughs> um, right now, though, we're going to keep the poetry going with Miss Lauren Hill uh, with her Lauren. rendition of Motives and Thoughts next on Consider This. Motives and thoughts. Rotating bodies, confusion of sound, negative imagery holding us down, social delusion clearly constructed, human condition, morals corrupted, trapped in reaction, lawlessness, war, dissatisfaction from bowels to core, devil's technology, strategy for, human mythologies, urban folklore, sicker psychology, counterfeit cure, wicked theology robbing the poor. Scheme demonology mislead the pure, stricter strategically studying war. Light shone in darkness, image exposed. Few can see through the new emperor's clothes. Lustful, this hustle turns humans to hoes. When the blind lead the blind, just more trouble and woes. It's the mind that they chose, it's designed to stay closed. Standards of jokers, court just the logic. Cyclic and cosmic from schoolyard to college. Primitive man in his civilized knowledge. System collapse and he still won't acknowledge. God is the savior. Studies behavior. Trying to fix the mixed mind that he gave you. Stiff-necked scholars on prescription meds. Wishing their problems was all in their heads. Moral dilemma. Pride at the root. Misguided from youth. Heart divided from truth. Egyptians and Grecians. Spiritually dead. Empirically led by the good gods in their heads. Motives and thoughts. Industrial wealth. Global economy in it for self. Heart full of madness. Covered with kind pleasure designed to take over your mind furnished in godliness painted in good this tainted priesthood's got real saints misunderstood while classes and government set up the veil and cultivate minds for more mythical tales typical hollywood follies good girl 
while vice and corruption take over the world. Motives and thoughts. Check your motives and thoughts. Blind with the wickedness, deep in your heart, modern day wickedness is all you've been taught. Lie to your neighbors so you get ahead, modern day trickery is all you've been fed. Motives and thoughts, check your motives and thoughts. Thank you. Hello, hello. This is Africa been singing and I tuned in to consider this, consider that. <laughs> Alright guys, we're about to get out of here. I am your girl Misunderstood. You are tuned into Consider This Radio only on WEBR Fairfax. We have the lovely, the survivor herself, the <laughs> author, the holistic coach coming up soon, yes. the health and wellness advocate, the author, the mom, the friend, the sister, Miss Serena Wills, okay? She's still here and we want her to be able to just sum up if she could sum up her journey in three words or however she feels necessary. Um, well, the first I put is God. Without God, I would not be here. I might have taken myself out when my mom died. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, and me and her had an agreement that she said, if I see you come through those pearly gates too soon, I'm throwing you back. So oh. we're going to put God first. He is my number one and has gotten me through so much. Another one is faith. Without faith, um, you can't do anything in life. You can do stuff, but you won't be able to do it the way God wants you to do it. Mm-hmm. And the last one is love. Because despite all that I've been through and witnessed, um, I still love people. And I still, you know, attract love to me from the right people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want love from the right people. But those three right there um, sum up my journey. And how can people get in contact with you? Yes, um, like I said, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Serena Wills. Um, I got email, serenawills at yahoo.com. I try to keep things very simple <laughs> with all the names and stuff you hear on the internet. And I'm on Twitter, Divine Right, that's W-R-Y-T-E, so Divine Right on Twitter. And even like through my webpage, there's a contact us link. And I keep my events page up to date so they know where to find me. Right. Then what upcoming events do you have? Um, well, actually, I'm, you know, looking at possibly a couple of vendor events. I'm uh-huh. looking forward to 2018. Lots happening. Um, I'm trying to be with the uh, National Ovarian Cancer Coalition Conference is coming up. Okay. In the spring, I want to, they're actually talking to me about having a table there. And they say it's nice to have a caregiver who's written a book about, right. you know, what our whole mission's about. And just a couple of other events that are coming up. They're not um, in stone yet, but, you know, New York. I want to get to Dallas, uh, my old stomping grounds, and see my folks out there. And, you know, trying to do a couple of more book signings. So stay tuned. Like I said, I keep my website pretty updated. So. Yep, and for um, all of the slow people, give them the website one more time. It's okay. <laughs> And it's SerenaWills.com, not Willis. Everybody likes to call me Willis, like uh-huh. different strokes and uh-huh. stuff. And everybody says, oh, Serena Williams? No, I love her. Don't get me wrong. But it's Serena Wills, S-E-R-E-N-A-W-I-L-L-S.com. All right, guys. And as usual, what I need you to do is have a safe, productive, and giving week. Make sure you do something for someone else, not just for yourself. And I will catch you guys on Sunday. We got my, my little man. We have a, another author that I met at the yes. book festival coming. Okay. Um, 
Lord, his books are Fireman, The Ventures of Fireman, Miguel. Yes. And he'll be here on Sunday. So that'll be fun. So don't you guys go anywhere. Have a good one, guys. I am your girl, Misunderstood, and y'all have officially been considered. To 92